wonderful human and welcome to the Especially on Tuesday podcast. My name is Kathy Rast and I'm the founder of The Humaning Project where we are all about and right here for the love of thinking where we can process real life in real time through the words that we are already using. Sharing two terms. I was actually, I really wanted to share the, uh, the growing ponder that's coming together around uh expressing and communicating and uh, understanding our connection with a, a internal experience that uh, really does influence our worlds inside and out uh, that many know as depression and anxiety uh, and how this really struck a chord and it changed my whole way of both me understanding my ongoing experience as well as uh, supporting others to do the same and how it can support this little construct that I am building in the most wonderful way with the most clever words. Uh, I I was going to share that particular thing today because I thought, oh, if I keep playing with it, it'll fall off (laughs) Uh, or uh, I will overcook it. Uh, but then I got too excited and this is what happens with minds when we let them meander as minds do. They they do have shiny, uh, shiny object syndrome. Do you know that syndrome, <laughs> okay, talk about old mate squirrel brain here at the moment. Uh, syndrome is refers to a group of something and we usually connect it with a group of behaviors so when we ever call something a syndrome people tend to use it interchangeably with a disorder uh, they are can be different uh, they often are different and so by separating the two and just knowing syndrome to refer to a group of similar things so we tend to do behaviors then that can really shift and change from looking at a group of behaviors as being broken or being detrimental to one's quality of life to oh this just means that they have a known group of uh, think behaviors and by knowing that we can do blah So that's just a really short sidetrack to, uh, yeah, plant the seed that syndrome means group of. And so next time you hear syndrome and notice if you are looking at it as a disorder, which means that something is out of order, that something is potentially broken and needs healing of sorts. Uh, or fixing or is it just a shorthand word acting as a catch-all for a group of similar things anywho back on track which I haven't even defined where we are going yet how wonderful is that Uh, unpicking versus unpacking and how they both play a part and how we can and by we I mean no I mean I don't just mean you, I mean me as well because I pay attention to this all the time and since defining these two uh, constructs, these two behaviours, these two ways of uh, doing a thing, it's really changed and fed my curiosity uh, in the most wonderful ways. So 
like all the other conversations, this is unscripted, unstructured, uh, all with the purpose of sharing a overthought thought uh, that has been thought over so that it is well thought and so that it can either inspire or give you something really practical to hold on to, to walk away in your day, to try it on and give it a whirl and see where it can take you. And so this is done all with the wonder of words. Uh, <laughs> I'll share it. No, come back, Kathy. <laughs> oh, gosh, I do love how my mind keeps walking away. Anyway, so we're coming back to unpick. <laughs> you never left, I know, but I walked off and had a whole nother conversation in that particular space of a few seconds. So we are talking about unpick and unpack. Now, these are not on flip side. So I did say, I believe a few moments ago, unpick versus unpack. However, these are not... Uh, on if we were to put them on a coin they're not on opposite sides of the coin so they're not the flip side they're not on if they were on a line they're not a continuum there's not a range between these two they are two standalone uh, that can work together or can work in isolation uh, constructs ways of uh, communicating with ourselves ways of communicating with others uh, all for the purpose of connecting and making sense of something in a moment and so by sharing these in the with the uh, understanding of how these two things already exist in the world of words uh, and what they usually how they're usually observed and then overlaying them into the bringing them into how we think how we speak with ourselves and others uh, and be curious is, and this is what I tend to do I usually bring in uh, frameworks models ideas that are already being used somewhere else like the other day to explain how I language I brought in a model from biology oh, so elegant so wonderful so refreshing to see these uh, and it wasn't totally uh, my idea to bring this model in. Another person in language in a lecture I was listening to the other day. Isn't that funny? Lecture really straight away says you're being spoken at rather than with. Anywho, uh, was it brought in this particular model. And then when I looked into it a little further, I noticed that he dropped off a particular element or never picked it up. And so instead of pairing the three elements of this model, he paired two. And maybe it's because he didn't know or that there was a third or that he just assumed that everyone knew what the third element was. Bringing in the whole model, applying it in the context of language. Oh, refreshing. So that's what we do here. We always, uh, there are already wheels, many, many wheels in this house that we share. And so by adapting and bringing in and using them as lenses, using them as leverage, using them as frameworks we can apply in different contexts uh, is a wonderful way to uh, optimize how we use our energy because 
we know that we are building off of something that has some structure, that has some uh, sturdiness in its uh, the way that it's been built in a different place and space. Anyway, again, that was an adjacent walk to the path that we are pondering at the moment. Unpick and unpack. There we go. Already moved those words from initially saying unpick versus unpack to unpick and unpack. And that's where that wonderful assumption has been removed. Uh, again, I don't know if I shared this particular. I'm just going to go. I promise this is the last uh, this track off of this track before I come back and remain on track I promise I hope <laughs> uh, that uh, I really have been pondering and maybe this word can come off of my uh, language warning board which I have in my office which uh, gives a heads up to anybody who's in a zoom room with me to say what words I'll be paying particular attention to but has been up on there for a but with a single T, has been up on that board for at least six or seven months and I finally found the last piece and that particular piece was what was it actually indicating and it's to show that there, and this is how the conclusion that I drew. I don't know if this is recorded anywhere or if this is a particular, this is a brand new thought in the world of buts and ends. And this wonderful uh, conjunction which changes, which closes a room or opens it right up. Where I found and paid attention to all the butts, <laughs> I know, just walk past <laughs> all of the other in your window. Uh, one to, <laughs> okay, let's just sit with that for a moment and get the giggles out. <laughs> We're talking about butts with a single T. Once we have uh, 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 paid attention to the butts, and what I noticed was that they, the butts were playing and that are playing an important part. They are a an anchor or a bookmark, a placeholder, a, a a flag to let us know that there is an assumption that has been assumed, and that. Uh, that hasn't been said aloud so usually we say oh it was hard but enjoyable so there is an assumption there that hard is not naturally accompanied by enjoyable yet when we say the same thing it was hard and enjoyable oh gosh we could even go and play that it was hard and enjoyable that changes the whole context further again but coming back again, I know in your endo, uh, it was hard and enjoyable. That there maintain consistent tone, tempo, timbo, tim, timbo, uh, timbo, and the uh, inclusion of and removes any assumption and really aligns with what is being said. It was hard and it was enjoyable. That experience was this and it was that. So it's just focusing on those elements. No assumptions are assumed outside of that. It just really set up and supported what the experience was. So I go ahead and encourage, poke and prod you to ponder and play with your butts today. <laughs> oh gosh, doesn't matter how old we get, it's still funny. Uh, 
and to notice that if there is a, a silent assumption or and if it has a place to be uh, played there or could it just you go and straight up change it up to an and and really just pair those two things together so that you really are conveying the thing you want to communicate and for your humans to take away with okay that was the last distract off of this track so now we can get back on track Unpe- unpick and unpack going to keep this really simple because we are already over the 10 minute mark and we want to keep these things really small and simple so that we can take it on our way in cross this at least this day if not for the rest of the week <sighs> unpick and unpack so to be what we tend to do just to set the scene in context usually we say we well it's only increased over the last couple of years the use of the word unpack in our world and so that means somebody on the media said at once that they need to unpack something and then they proceed to say what happened and what it means and really just repeated back what happened and it doesn't really move on and so uh, I am going to go ahead and pop in the first place that we can get more value and we can truly uh, and efficiently move ourselves forward in our minds in our conversations in our communications in our connections with ourselves and others by unpicking more and more and by that i mean that instead of wait what's important for me to tell you at this moment before i tell you what unpack is and what uh unpick is i'll explain the difference in behaviors would that work maybe okay just walk with me again i told you this is unstructured and unscripted and if it was well truly polished uh the there would be elegance in as this conversation evolves however that's not what we do here we are processing real life in real time so that means it is usually in the first conversation ugly as fuck and that means it can get better and better richer and richer and enjoyable and enjoyable and echo longer so i no i'll just tell you the basic foundations of unpack and unpick so unpack means that we are looking at the elements think of it as uh i'm going to use the term just because it's easier to use especially with unpick so that this uh this analogy because we're using the word like so we know it's an analogy and not a metaphor so analogy means that if we say it's like that means it's an analogy so in this case it's an analogy and soz if i've totally got that wrong but i believe i've really got it right (laughs) so i'm going to say it with confidence uh so the we think of a, a pair of pants and so uh unpick would be to take one seam say the hems at the bottom of the legs and we will unpick we'll get an unpicker and we will unpick it which just means a single one or more seam is being a thread is being broken to then remove it 
and that means each hole that it's currently sitting in uh, where it has been previously sewn it is unpick with the assumption that it is going to be uh, replaced or it may already be broken it's going to be uh, replaced either in the same or a different location great 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 analogy for unpick love it all the ways to every second Thursday so unpick means a single seam and it means that it's not going to return to the same place and then we have unpack so now with the same pair of pants say if we were to unpack it instead that means that we would take all of the elements that are currently there and pull them apart into the individual elements most people would associate this with packing a suitcase and unpacking a suitcase similar thing but apply it to the pants so that we've got a seamless uh, analogy in play here so taking all of those components all of those uh, pieces that were previously part of a specified pattern uh, that have been uh, unpicked every seam and then now into their individual parts they are now uh, laid out on a table in their parts and now may or may not go back in the same order if they are going to be repacked uh, or if they're just going to be <laughs> uh, stay in the same state so that's where unpack is and that's what we tend to do so now let's put it into what that actually looks like in our world we tend to say let's unpack that and so what happens that pulling apart of all of those uh, components of those pants, pulling apart all the seams is when people say what's happened. So they are recounting, they are recalling, they are saying the uh, events. So they're pulling out all of those parts and they are putting them on the table in front of one or more persons for the purpose of of. Uh, doing something with those parts in their individual elements what tends to happen is that people tend to focus on one element so that might be one panel it might be the waistband it might be the the back of the leg it might be the front of the other leg they focus on one panel because that's the panel they're initially drawn to uh, with training and with experience we can look at all of the parts and then guide ourselves uh, and others to consider the parts and pieces and how they can come together and so that there is it is necessary uh, sometimes and so that's what it can look like say let's just put it in two different contexts so say as an individual that's when they may go and talk with uh, let's put a professional setting so that's typical you speak with a professional around your inner health and they you talk about an event you pull it out and then together you, you hopefully work together to find and make sense of that particular thing from those parts and then uh, in a group setting let's say let's put it in work this is a post project uh, implementation review so 
what that will do is it will look at all the project's parts and then by looking at that and how it came together and what the output was, then it will be about looking at those parts individually, how they played together, didn't play together, and then walking away with the lessons and learnings to apply to the next project. So that's two ways of unpacking. It's a very detailed, involved and energy resourced uh, resources that are really really high to do that particular process and the reason I say that particular thing is that because people tend to uh, want or need or suggest or encourage unpacking when the energy resource hasn't been allocated it's not there or it's actually just not needed so introducing the idea of unpicking now this is to be about efficient but it's also one thing that I've been uh playing and pondering with this week which is that uh, the the work has to happen somewhere so I was writing up a couple of uh, standard operating procedures part of my consulting that I do with consultants is that I write standard operating procedures and in that the logic that lays under it and the language that supports someone to move step by step to a predictable outcome and I know I make SOPs sound so sexy, don't I? I love them. Anywho, uh, so where I was noticing, it was really, really interesting. I was creating something where it was moving from all the energy being on the person who is being asked to do this particular thing to moving it to the front of the asker to do the research to find the information to pull it together and to present it to the person that they are asking and it was really really curious because as I was building out this particular uh, communication asset I was like oh that's interesting because I felt the urge to want to lighten the load on the asking but then I was thinking but if we do that there then the asker has to delay their role which is to make a decision to allocate resources uh, and that that there is uh, still that there is an example of the work has to happen somewhere and in our kind and caring and compassionate connections that we have as humans in our humaning we like often we enjoy like or aim to lighten the load for others but the work has to happen somewhere so in doing so that means we are doing that and now especially if this is our job or if this is our role to play in our social worlds our families our households that means some are doing a lot of work for others uh, by shortening their part to play and taking on that workload uh, that can exceed what is practical but also it's not allowing that particular person to achieve a certain awareness or knowing or experience in playing their part uh, in the beginning so the work has to happen somewhere and whether it's in the beginning whether it's later on uh, whether it's by the asker by the ask um, by the ask or the ask e as in who's being asked uh, it has to happen somewhere and so I'm suggesting that we again front load and by that I mean put the effort 
in the beginning uh, and this is how we can do this together. This is how the asker can be supported by the askee. Uh, This is where we can be curious in the questions that we ask to support someone to unpick an experience, a learning, a thing that they have front of mind that is blocking them from moving them forward in their day, that uh, is screaming for attention to be made sense of. So you know this when you speak with people and you say hello (laughs) and you think you're going to be talking about something else and then something else comes out. Hello, every one of these conversations that I share with you here. That's what it is to have something front of mind. When something is front of mind, uh, consciously, we cannot push it aside. It keeps creeping in directly or indirectly into the conversation. If it's not moved aside, it will be projected onto every single thing. We know this, say, when you walk when you walk in at the doors at work and you're there to work, however, everything is about a particular uh, experience that is happening outside of work. Everything is being... Uh, haven't looked at with the lens of the current experience that is pulling the focus that needs attention outside of work so uh, for example something has uh, created a sense of anger outside of work guess what everything at work is going to be looked at with the eyes of anger and with challenge and all of those types of things this is a really high this is a high resource a uh, way of experiencing our humaning in our days so by unpicking something enough that you can move that experience uh, to the side or resolve it and by resolve it, I mean dissolve it and that means move it out of a way so that you can move uh, through an experience and enjoy your day unpicking achieves this and from experience unpicking achieves this uh, easier although it tickles especially for the asker Uh, it also is efficienter as in it's really really quick it's also more effective as it's got a longer lasting outcome because what's happening is that And I'll explain the difference of what unpicking actually does in a minute. It's actually moving someone, uh, connecting someone to an experience and then moving them past it. So instead of saying, hey, you need to get over this, move past it, get through this, they actually experience it for a moment. And if we connect it to the last conversation, this is the difference of they, there may be a a sense of suffer, uh, but it's very, very very short and uh, compared to if you were to unpack it unpicking it means that they connect with that thing and then they move beyond it they take what they need from that thing and then they keep moving forward with what they need and then let the rest go through to the compost heap so that they can have the energy they can have that energy to enjoy their day their way and their humaning so unpicking is Uh, instead of saying what something is, instead of putting all of those components on a table so that they can be looked at with whatever fucking lens somebody uh, is bringing to that particular table, then they instead we look at, uh, we ask somebody to connect with that experience 
we ask a question about that experience and then they've already moved on. And then we may ask the same or a similar question to move them one or two steps further. Now, what happens is that this is a process this is an experience that is definitely needs practice it definitely it solves this is a really longer but super important conversation so this will be a little longer this particular conversation by the way i always design these to be okay to listen to at least 1.5 times i listen back to these because i use this as part of my thinking processing uh, i listen to these back at 1.5 times the speed and it's still an enjoyable experience in that regard. Anyhow, back onto unpicking. Unpicking is there to uh, remove, pulling out all of those parts and separating them on the shared table and instead focusing on supporting someone in the same space to connect with an experience as they know it. So already by doing that particular thing, by them not saying what happened, that story is staying where it's at. Because as soon as we say something out loud, uh, it's kind of like drawing a drawing. We have a picture in mind and then when we do it, for whatever reason, it rarely comes out the same. It's exactly the same with our words. When we've got an experience in mind, as soon as we start saying it, it changes. So instead keep it in that wonderful war position and keep it to oneself uh, and support the space to support somebody else to connect with it so i'm just going to keep with that particular experience rather than doing it with ourselves although this process can be done uh, with ourselves just keep it simple with one specific experience an example so what we do is that somebody go oh my fucking goodness you will not believe just what happened and uh when somebody says something like that you know that you can tell by the tone you can tell by the body you can tell by your uh sixth sense that something is going on and you can usually get whether it's like oh my gosh uh you've kind of got a gosh or oh my fucking goodness you've got anger or frustration or oh my gosh you've got that sadness or a sense of something's just broke and so it doesn't matter or oh my gosh <laughs> uh, you've got somebody that is a uh, feeling joy in a joyful moment so you can tell just by the tone the tempo that cadence that wonderful sense that your senses are sensing to show you that you already know where this story is going you don't need to hear it and and instead what you can ask is one question just for shits and skittles what if instead of you telling me what happened what about if you told me what's important for me to know and so then straight away we front loaded that effort that energy and uh, efficiently to a specific point so now it's up to them to uh, work out and decide what's important for them to share aloud and so that means that process, this is where it's really, really important to be silent, to allow that space to be emptied, what we call negative space. There is nothing there other than that wonderful silence to support somebody to uh, 
process that inner process. And so by doing so, what happens is then then they convert it because they've answered that question. Remember, we cannot not answer a question. So you've asked what? Instead of telling me what happened, can you share with me what's important for me to know? And by that, what they're going to do is they will ask that question uh, and they'll go, oh, I just need to say it out loud. Okay. What's important for you to say aloud? That's one way it could go. Another way is, and by those are infinite ways, but I'll give you some practical examples. Uh, I just had the most amazing moment. Oh, woohoo! what's important for me to know about that amazing moment? So there we go. I'm mirroring matching where they're at. Or I just had my heart broken. What's important for me to know about your heart breaking? And da-da-da-da. So you can see where we're going. I'm matching what's coming in with that voice. I'm matching, did you notice, the words. Mirroring those words, picking up those key words, the exact words that they are saying. Supporting them to step beyond that experience. One, two, three, with the same question. Just changing and tweaking the end to match where they are moving. So what happens is that this is an incredible and it's incredibly addictive for you. (laughs) I'll give you the hot tip to see someone move beyond an experience that may be very raw and fresh and new uh, or something that's really, really old that they are well practiced in saying and unpacking and putting back together in the same way. Instead, by asking these questions, then you can go ahead and really support and enjoy this wonderful experience of seeing someone change something that they can't unchange. Now, what will happen, I'll just give you the hot tip, is that uh, usually this changes something in that relationship if it's an ongoing relationship. Some people will love, love, love this experience. Some people will hate, hate, hate this experience. And it will wonderfully shape how they connect with you moving forward. And whilst it may sound energetically efficient on your end, it's about the same processing uh, effort and energy to support a space as it is to unpack something and sit at a table a shared space table to look at the parts and uh, play it out with that particular person in an unpacking experience sitting uh, or standing or whatever you freaking do in hand standing in a space with someone in silence and enjoying that negative space as well as physically protecting a negative space requires energy that means you're paying so that person is going a hundred percent in uh and this may take a few experiences to build this trust and confidence uh and growing experience in and of themselves that they can do this in the presence of someone else part of supporting that space is that you're paying attention to the outward the physical space you're paying attention to people interrupting that negative space with noise or movement Uh, you are paying attention to ensure that they are their physical body is safe on the outside so that they can feel really sure and comfortable and confident to go fully in and connect with that experience for that moment that they need to get what's important to them and then you are there and ready and waiting and again you know this is kind of like holding your breath but it's really really and not 
but it's and it's really really important that when you notice yourself holding your breath maybe you're holding the words in that you are thinking that you breathe your breath so that you remain in that rest and digest space so that you are also modeling to the other person because they'll pick it up to continue to breathe a steady deep breath and this supports that really clear thinking this ensures that they are move from maybe a state of fight flight or freeze and by instead of saying breathe <laughs> model an exaggerated breath uh, something like this I'll give you an example so if I was to sit in a space with you right now it would sound like this it's kind of weird because it is uh, dark it is early morning and the sun has not yet got out of bed so it would be if you just told me something then that you want to share with me it would sound something like this doing there is that I am breathing a breath that is at a steady and relaxed rate. I am also grounding my feet. I am also minimizing any movement that my whole body is moving, turning down any sense that can be sensed by the other person's sense, as well as really focus and grounding me to support and model them to do the same. Now, becoming uh, confident and comfortable in a your ability to support uh, a negative space is a practice in and of itself and maybe I'll share uh, my idea I'll just write it down Uh, active listening of what I believe active listening can actually be and what it actually can mean uh, for you uh, in a active listening uh, situation anywho that is way long oh my gosh we're almost at 14 minutes thank you you wonderful human for sticking staying uh, around here for this long as we kicked off the conversation with unpacking and unpicking and I'm really excited to share with you more unpicking opportunities more unpicking experiences and examples that you can take away in your day and support you and others in their humaning until when see you